Thank you, Gwenny and Kevin. That was awesome. God truly is mighty to save. Um, ni hao. That's Chinese for hello. And oha gozaimasu. That's good morning in Japanese. And hello is German, which is where I'm heading next. So good morning to everyone. Uh, as we start today, I'm going to share a little testimony about how God has been working in my life over the last six years on my international teaching journey. But before we begin, I want you to put on worldly glasses. And when you look at me in a worldly view, I'm an aging woman with graying hair and arthritic knees. And I'm really kind of insignificant. I haven't authored a book. I haven't made a cool million before I'm 30. I haven't invented anything. Um, I'm a teacher. <laughs> and that's not really even highly valued in America. I can't cut it, teach. So like, I'm really kind of insignificant in the world's view of a woman. So, but what I want to say to you is, in God's view, I am not. And I, I'm going to get a little choked up, I'm sure, because he overwhelms me, and I'm not a public speaker. But <laughs> anyway, God sees me as exceptional. He sees me as extraordinary. And he gifts me with, with things in my life that I can do, and he multiplies those when I trust him. And I want to start today with uh, Romans 8:28, And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. And there are, there are three things that I want to talk about today that God encouraged me as I am on this journey to keep learning. One, to uh, pray and keep praying and look for those answered prayers. And a prayer journal is a great way, to, great way to do that. And he also encouraged me to keep looking for ways to express gratitude, thank him, and uh, look for the ways that he leads and he blesses me. So as you look today and listen to this testimony, put on your God glasses and realize that what God's doing in my life, he does in yours too. And uh, sometimes we just have to open our eyes and our hearts and, and look for those things. So... I want to start with, what did God teach me through this international experience? And in China, I got to be in a women's Bible study, and there were 20 different women from 10 different countries, from age 21 to age 65. So it was just a variety of things. And um, it, I kind of forgot at my age, in my 50s, that when you're 21, you have a lot of insecurities about your life, and you feel that you have to earn your respect and pay your way and and it's hard and that was one thing that you know we were able to help each other with i learned that some asian cultures women are to be seen and not heard they don't have a voice and um it was very hard for them to even share as as christian women it was very hard for them to speak up and talk about how god was working in their lives and and were feeling about it, and they learned a little bit along the way. And some of the women had to study Jesus in secret. If their family knew that they were followers of Jesus, that it would be very bad for them. Uh, they would be excommunicated, they might be killed. Uh, it was really, really a difficult thing. But as I walked away from those Bible studies, I really had a deeper understanding about how Jesus reaches us in every corner of the world in every situation that people get into. And uh, it was w really enriched my life to know these women. 
and I still am in contact with him. Um, I had an opportunity uh, to go on a weekend retreat, and there was a pastor from Hong Kong. His name is Andrew Gardner. He's um, actually from the UK. And he really had an amazing viewpoint about the Bible and God's story in the Bible. And he shared with us from the Old Testament, the New Testament, over a five-day period, it was a long weekend, um, about what, what act God was actually doing. But the biggest aha moment for me, when he's, he introduced us to two words, are you men and a rum. And are you men is the idea that we, can, we have two choices in our relationship with God. We can be are you men, which is open and accepting, and it's a two-way conversation between us and God. And we have to listen as much as we talk. And that's hard for me, <laughs> but I'm getting better at it. And the second one is a rum, and that's closed. And when we find ourselves hiding things from God that, we, you know, or that we're embarrassed about, or we make excuses for things, we're closed off to God's goodness in our lives. So that, that was a real aha thing for me. And to really think about, it's, it's just a choice. Am I open with God or am I hiding from God? Um, and as human beings, Adam and Eve kind of taught us to hide. And we have a tendency when things are tough to hide from them rather than face them. Um, I also had an, an opportunity to go to Robbie Zacharias Summer Institute in Oxford. And Robbie Zacharias is a Christian apologetic. And basically, these men preach Jesus. They, they teach who Jesus was. They teach about life with Jesus. They teach about the walk with Jesus. They teach about truth. And there's no wavering. And he was, he, he did pass away this past year with cancer, but um, I did have an opportunity to meet him and other great thinkers of our time. John Lennox, who's an Oxford mathematician and has numerous doctorates, but he's a Christian author. And he was teaching about Daniel the week that I was at this institute. And it was just amazing how he talked about with Daniel that um, Daniel trusted God and that, that piece of trust was part of it. Um, but I heard from a Muslim man that was, um, he was Muslim and became Christian. And now he's part of Rocky, Rob, he's the vice president of Robbie Zacharias Institute. And he's from Detroit. So that was kind of fun to have that connection uh, with him. But the biggest thing that I, I walked away from that week, not just feeling overwhelmed with knowledge, was that these men use their gifts to honor God and to help others. That was what they did. They give their best in their writing and their speaking and their thinking and sharing about Jesus. And it doesn't matter what our job is. If we give our best, God will honor it and multiply it. And I, I really have seen the fruits of that in my teaching. I'm, I'm doing the best teaching I've done in my life. And I'm at year 36. And I feel like I've got more to give. But I feel like I, it's, it's so good. It's, it's just I'm giving my best and God is multiplying it. Um, so, and in the pandemic, uh, it, it's really... I, I went to Japan and I found out like I'm 30 years older than all the teachers in the building pretty much. <laughs> they were all, I'm like Grandma Lancashire. So that was kind of interesting. And no 27-year-old no, no wants to hang out with a 57-year-old. So I invited them in. I invited them to dinner. I invited them to the games. 
And then I started getting some invitations back. And it, but it was really interesting when they came to my apartment because I have pictures of all the places I've gone and I've got scripture listed under the, the pictures that kind of match those things. So they're inundated with, with God. And I never, I never talked about God with them. I, we originally, you know, occasionally would talk. But um, God really led me to open up generosity to them. Not necessarily to talk to them about Jesus. They didn't want to hear it. But when I left, I got so many notes about kindness, about generosity, how they're going to miss how they felt so peaceful in my presence. And that, friends, is Jesus because I was literally alone during the pandemic. I was alone in an apartment from 3 o'clock Friday afternoon until 8 o'clock Monday morning. If I didn't call my family or friends and talk to them on the weekend, I didn't speak to a soul and no one spoke to me. So it was a time of like a lot of self-reflection. And I was angry at first about it. Like, gosh, why did you bring me here? You know, I'm older than everybody. I don't really have many friends and I don't like close friends. And what are you doing? And he really healed me during that time and he brought me to books that I could read and he brought me to new authors and to Bible studies on version that I, I work with my mom and my sister I got them invited them in and we could talk about the verses and the and the devotions for the day and God answered some prayers during that time like my twin sister really didn't know God she knew about God but she didn't know God and now she's seeking him she's talking to me about the Holy Spirit Never in my life did I think that would happen. And I'm so excited about how God is working in her life and have such hope for the rest of my family that don't know God, that he's not done yet, that the prayers that I'm praying for them are heard and he's got a path for them too. Uh, so I just, I encourage you to keep learning and keep looking for opportunities, even even when things seem desperate, God has something to teach us about those times. Uh, the second thing that I wanted to talk about is keep praying. And what God taught me in Japan was he answers prayers quickly sometimes, and he takes time to answer other prayers. And uh, some short-term prayers that God answered for me, <laughs> I was on a plane and the plane got hit by an upside down tornado. And most of the time that shears off the wings and you crash and die. <laughs> and uh, this, it hit us and we dropped. I mean, lots, I, I was hanging by my seat, my seat belt. And uh, I'm just praying, praying, praying. And then it leveled out and everything was fine. Um, we were in a taxi in China. We, we took a taxi to go to this event, uh, this play. And the taxi driver purposely just started driving in the wrong direction. And my one friend was like, Mark, she knew some Chinese and she was really chewing him out. And my other friend and I said, let's just pray. <laughs> so we started praying. And I, honestly, the atmosphere in the taxi changed. It was this tension and it just went away. And all of a sudden he turns and goes in the right direction. Now it was a very expensive taxi ride still, <laughs> but... But we got where we needed to go, and God answered our prayer immediately. Um, and in the long term, my sister coming to faith is one of the things that I've been praying for. I'm praying for my nephew and 
um, I'm, I'm seeing changes and good changes in him too uh, this summer. So it's, it's really a joy. Um, and even, even in like, for me as a single person, I worry about, do I have enough money to retire? Are my finances in good condition? Um, and, you know, what am I doing? And part of what God did moving me internationally was to eliminate my debt. And he, he did it in five months. I helped. I mean, I sent the money and paid it off. But who knew that I could do that? I, I would not have been able to do that if I stayed in America. Um, I had a situation just a, a couple weeks ago where my shipment cost a lot of money and I had to get some money out of my savings to pay for it, or my investment, rather. And uh, I, I was on Monday. On Thursday, I looked at my investment and what I took out was doubled. <laughs> That's nuts. That's just like beyond comprehension that that could happen, but it's all his anyway. And that's what he's teaching me is stop worrying. I've got your back. And uh, I, I pray about that a lot, that I would be responsible and a good servant with what, what he's giving me. And he's teaching me that he's, he's got my back in, in that respect. And finally, how is God, what's evidence that God is working for your good? And this is the part that just blows me away. God's agape love for us is, for me, what I've experienced in the last six years is just kind of, I, 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 can't, I could fill pages of a journal with it. And I have filled pages of a journal with it. But the biggest notice that I have is that he brings people in my life when I need them. It might be to answer a question. It might be help in solving a problem. It might be just for encouragement. I can't tell you the number of times I've called Kevin and I just wanted to catch, and catch up. And we end the conversation and I, he just encouraged me and lifted me up in a way that I didn't know I needed lifted up. And it's so wonderful that God does that. He places people in our life that can change our perspective, that can lift our hearts and our minds to see how good God is. And um, I'm, I'm grateful for that. Um, I, one example of bringing people, I, my, this, this kind of blows me away too. I got my contract for Germany late, like May 20th. So getting a mover, a mover before June 20th was going to be challenging. And I contacted out of the, the um, suggestion of one of my uh, teaching mates, uh, he suggested this Japanese company. It took them five days to come and just do a, a check. I mean, give it, you know, look at what I had and then go back and make a quote. It took 10 more days for the quote to come. And the quote was ridiculous, like $20,000. I'm like, no way. I'll just sell this stuff and buy new. <laughs> so I, that, I found that out in the morning and I had to go to our West building, which is across the street in Fukuoka. And I was coming back from that for lunch duty. And I happened to walk with this teacher that I, I never see during the day. And she was leaving Fukuoka also. And I said, hey, how's, how's your moving going? And you know, how's that whole process? We had talked about getting a visa for her new school and that was difficult at one other time. And she said, oh, the movers came today. They were so good. And she told me about how it was and how, what it cost her and how they were gonna help her with customs. And, and I said, who did you go with? And she, it was a whole different company. She said, oh, I'll send you the email and the name of the person to contact. They're wonderful. 
that night, I, or that afternoon I did it, and by the next morning, they were my moving company. They came in, did the assessment, um, had a quote for me, which was much less than the other company, and my stuff is, was not supposed to get there till the end of October, and they just emailed me and said, hey, we got a container, your, your stuff is gonna be mailed, you'll get it at the beginning of September. And he went as far as like, give me tips about what to pack. Now it's cold in Germany, so make sure you pack coats and hats and gloves because it's gonna be cold in October when, when you're there and you're gonna need those things. So I packed all that stuff and now I don't need it. <laughs> but that's good. And that's just God working in our lives. I, I had no, no idea that I would run into this person walking back to school and find another mover and take care of that problem right away. The other evidence that I'm walking on a godly path is how the Holy Spirit is um, working in my life through this, the gifts of the Spirit of generosity and kindness and, and um, gentleness. I'm not a gentle person. I, I'm kind of strict in my classroom. If you've ever had students who had me or <laughs> they know, <laughs> I, I draw a line. Here's what's, here's what's expected. And I don't always do it gently and in the past. And every day I do my devotion and I would pray, Lord, let my words be kind. Let my actions be gentle. Help me to be generous in any way I can for, for people who might need something. And um, that is what all the emails from parents at the end of the year said to me. And that's the beauty of being a teacher is you get affirmation or you know, ways that you should be better in the next year. Because you always have endings and beginnings in teaching every year. And this year, every single email used the word kindness. I'm not kidding, every single email. And I'm like, praise God. You know, he's really working that in me. And it's showing that people would notice it. Um, I had the first year there, I had a class of sixth graders that were 75% ELL kids. They didn't speak much English at all. And they were very clicky. The Korean group, the Japanese group, the, the UK group, the, um, what was the other country? Um, there was a couple US kids, but they were kind of out, out on, the, on their edge. And these kids weren't nice to each other. In the first four months of the school year in 19, or 2019, I did a lot of correcting. Hey, that's not right, that's not right, that's a consequence, whatever. And on my way to Australia over Christmas, it was a 16-hour flight, I just prayed, Lord, how do, how do I help these kids be kind to each other? How do I help them stay a little more focused? What, what can I do that I'm, I need to stop correcting them? And I just sat there for a couple hours. <laughs> And the words, do the right thing, popped through my head. And the guy next to me was sleeping, and I went to the restroom, he came back, and he was awake, and we started chatting about our lives. And um, he, just out of the blue, he goes, you know, integrity is doing the right thing when no one's watching. And I'm like, thank you, Lord, there's a third message. That is exactly what I'm going to do. So I plastered the building with, do the right thing, where they go to Japanese class and PE in the in the gym and in the art room and around my room and around their lockers. It was everywhere. And they couldn't look at any wall in the building that didn't have some quote about doing the right thing. And I stopped, I, if someone was you know, talking or being mean to someone, I'd say, hey, is, are you doing the right thing? No, 
okay, change it. And we go on. And it, slowly, in about three months, they stopped arguing in my classroom. And there, you could sense, like, a, seriously, a, a sense of peace in the room. And I, I just praise God that, like, if I stop and listen, he's going to give me ways to solve my problem, just like he'll give you. Um, and finally, I want to talk to you a little bit about how Asian people are different than us. And the biggest way is that their path to peace is really different. Uh, I've visited several countries that are primarily Buddhist, um, Bhutan and Myanmar and lots of China and many places in Japan are Buddhist or Shinto. And the difference is they worship a statue. They bring flowers and, and fruit and gifts to the statue and they pray to the statue and they burn incense to help alleviate bad feelings. And um, that's how they find their peace. And I'm grateful that I worship a God that's alive, that his peace is in me. His Holy Spirit is part of me and that Jesus died for me. And that's really the big difference is they're worshiping something that's stone and I'm worshiping something that's alive. And I'm grateful to God that he, he chose me. He, he plucked me out of a life where I was really selfish and really self-centered and really focused on my success rather than other people. And it's good. It's really good. I wouldn't want... Tammy Bray and I were talking, Braymar and I were talking last night. She said, I wouldn't ever want to go back to the life I, that I had before knowing God. Neither would I. I never want to go back. I'm so grateful that God has got me on this path. So I hope that you look for God in your daily life and you thank him, even for little things. Like every day I had, I was on the 13th floor and I, every time the elevator was right there and I didn't have to wait, I'd be like, thank you, God. And I can't tell you how many times people got on the elevator and I'm thanking God and they're looking at me like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> but I felt better thanking him for the elevator. So little things like that. Uh, and pray, keep praying, keep learning, keep looking. Because God is all around us and he's got good things for us. So uh, may God be with you. May his peace be upon you and give you hope.